Men, do you want to look and feel good? Let Cimarroni Couture fit you with the finest fabrics and the best fitting custom shirts, pants, sport coats, and suits. We will come to your home or office, or if you want, you can come to us. We look forward to being of service to you. Call Missy, our CEO, at 216-496-2592. That's Cimarroni Couture, 216-496-2592. Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. I have a wonderful guest here and a guy that I've admired since he was a young man. Uh, also, a gentleman that's running for Congress, Will Knight, head coach at Shaker Heights High School. How you doing, Will? I'm good. How you doing, Pete? Welcome, bro. <laughs> good. It's yeah, so good to see you. Having, thanks yeah. for having me. I remember you as a young wrestler, you know, coaching you when you were wrestling with Pete Nathanson and the boys over at the Red Raiders. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I uh, wrestled... Uh, Probably, probably coached against me when I wrestled Ryan Peters in the semis at the Richmond Heights tournament. Indeed, indeed, <laughs> indeed. And we liked our outcome. Yeah. I don't know that if you liked the outcome, but it was Ryan, a good he, match, he right? Me, he caught me with his tricky lap pull. <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> Stretch that arm out, man. That's sadly that's what uh, kind of did him in with yeah. his shoulders, yeah. but. Uh, that, that that was definitely taught to him by his brother Scott. Mm. And so we're sitting here with an entire family as a we love our. Producer extraordinary, uh, extraordinary now married man, Mav Peters. How you doing, Mav? Doing great, Coach. All right, good to see you. Um, and, 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 Will, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the Shaker Heights experience. Um, I have an affinity towards that. My dad wrestled for Shaker Heights uh, back in the 50s with Gene Weiss. Yes, during a state championship run of indeed. 54 right? indeed well he graduated in 53 oh so he was so he was he was there he was he was, a... he was there uh and uh, he was gene's understudy okay kind of but he, he ended he would kind of bounce around the lineup and the other cool thing about it was my uncle my mother's youngest brother lenny arslanian was the very first captain of the heights tigers heights wow. tigers team and he was the very first place winner in the history of their school wow. in 1956. Wow. Wow, so great. I got a deep history with, you know, that, that rivalry, right, yes, and everything, yes, you know? Yes, so, so tell me about what it was like. I know that your family initially was not a Shaker family. No. Okay. But then they moved into the Shaker district, and, and you matriculated there, yes. wrestled there. Yeah. And uh, tell me a little bit about that experience. Well, um, my parents, are, uh, they went, my, my parents are from Alabama. Okay. My, uh, they met at. Miles College, which is in Fairfield, Alabama. Okay. And uh, my my dad grew up with Willie Mays, actually. Oh, be darn. Yes. Say hey, kid. Yes, and coincidentally, what you think my name is, we have the same birthday, May 6th. Oh, my oh, gosh, that is cool. Right? Well, my dad's May 7th, so there's some, there hey, listen, right? The there Heights Tiger. I mean, uh, Red Raiders, yeah. I like it. So um, my uh, after my dad got his degree, my mother did as well, she went to Columbia grad school. Okay. Get her master's wow. teaching, and my uh, dad uh, came up to Akron to work in banking because his older brothers were already up here. They had like, back in the day, you had like these opportunities. Like they truly had trade schools in the, sure. the early 1900s where you learn shoe shining. Yeah. Learn, apprentice. You, yeah. yeah you it was a cottage industry. Right. Right. And uh, like shoe shine. You got to get back to that, man. Yeah. You got to right. get back to that. So yeah. one of my uncles was a shoe shiner and my sure. other uncle cut hair and they moved up North. Okay. Uh, and, um, and my father and, Father followed followed him, yeah. And my dad got a job at a bank and was the first black man to get a job in a bank who wasn't a custodian in Ohio. Oh, that's fantastic. And and, then, and it's uh, it's it's 
been in your family now with Angela. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Your, your sister just retiring yeah. as a banker for what, 30 years or something for, like yeah, that? Uh, Maybe all, more. Yeah, well, because she was in banking and she was like, same thing, like a bank teller when she was 18. Holy cow. <laughs> you know, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then so they, that um, had to be amazing, right? So mm-hmm. that you, you have this father that's really a trailblazer, you know, yeah. the lack of a better term, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so there had to be some interesting experiences that he, I don't know, did he share some oh, interesting experiences gracious. with uh, some of the people that were <laughs> his contemporaries? Oh, goodness gracious. Like, he, right. um, there's so many things that, you know, the thing about it later in his life, my father passed away three years ago. Okay. And what later in his life, he just truly became like my best friend talking to him. Just, sure. I just got to talk to him for the first time, right. like back in the day, you know, right. boys don't, men don't talk to their sons and news. So, you know, they just, yeah, that was those, yeah, yeah it just was like, different. Yeah, right. But it seemed like the, the last 10, 15 years of his life, like he became one of my best friends. We just, we just talked, you know, right. well, just, you became you know, contemporary. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. once you hit, you know, 35, you're, you're a fully formed adult mm-hmm. unless you're a knucklehead. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, right. You know what I mean, but right. so in that point, it doesn't matter if you're you're 35 or 65. There's there's know. a lot of commonality. There, yeah, you know, yeah. Your life experience. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it was uh, yeah, it was good. He just you know I just remember kind of the first time we had a like a grown conversation. He's just like, well, he explained James Brown's band to me. He's just like, you, you know, the, the key to James Brown greatness is band. You know, yes. like just I know we're driving along yes. and a James yes. Brown song came on, and yes. I just remember like. Oh, okay. And then we just would, and just yeah. those little things would just start talking and he would just tell the stories of history of what, family. What an amazing and, story of James Brown. I yeah. Mean, I watched Chad McBozwick do a phenomenal job and that whole, that whole, holy um, cow, what a man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Good, bad, or indifferent, he was a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we, um, yeah, you know, so then they moved from Akron to East Cleveland where he okay. was, he was working in a bank. And what bank? For, it was in, uh, he started working with like first uh, Ohio Savings and, mm-hmm. and Cleveland Trust. Okay. And then what he was doing along East Cleveland along a superior kind of corridor, he was given like minority based loans sure. to, to people who couldn't get them and right. had a lot of different stipulations to, to black and brown people who couldn't get loans. And a lot uh, of he hoops was to jump through. Yeah, a lot of hoops right. to, and he yeah. made those, you know, he didn't make these people jump through these hoops. And yeah. a lot of these people, a lot, a lot of church go, a lot of these. Church sure. members, a lot of these people like helped a lot of churches get going and things yeah, like that. Yeah, so a lot of the older statesmen in the city of Cleveland, should, you know, know, know my father. Yeah, what, what's your first, your father's first name? A Herman. Herman. We yes. love Herman. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then they uh, moved to Shaker in the late '60s, and oh. that's where. Me so and my you were born. born. What year? Right around. I was 70, born '73. '73. So yeah. you yeah. literally grew up in Shaker. Yep. Yep. And so you're a Shaker. Whole, guy. Yeah, my yeah. sister was a senior in high school when I was a fresh. Like we, we all. Had a, a sister who was, was 13 years older, and so sure. she was a senior when I was a freshman. At one point, we so all of my siblings, we all graduated from Shaker Heights High School. Great. And, that, you know, <clears throat> I have a lot of friends from Shaker. My cousin, my my first cousins all went to Shaker, um, and a lot of buddies went to Shaker. And it was always a, a step ahead of Beachwood hmm. in regards to how to really live as a, I don't know, just like a fully formed adult. Yeah. You know, just the acceptance. Because Beachwood was really so singular in the type of people that were there. It yeah. was 95% Jewish. Yeah. But it was an, an amazingly uh, similar in that they wanted to be educated. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So was that your experience? That everybody yeah. had sort of an open mind and, and just learning about other people. Yeah. And I ultimately, like when I was talking to a good friend of mine, his name is uh, Oliver Guinness. And he, uh, when I kind of told him that I was running and he talked about knowing the charter of what Shaker was trying to do okay. okay okay and it was one of those communities that understood that okay if we're accepting of 
different cultures mm-hmm. and we help cultivate that talent and their parents participate, let's see what can really happen. I love that. Because there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of communities, which is still the case, where they kind of get in the way. Right. You know, they get yeah. in the way. They're doing harm. Yeah, doing harm. Yeah. And At least do no harm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. And it seemed to me that Shaker just decided, like, what if we don't get in the way yeah. and then we can kind of encourage and we kind of raise kids as a community as opposed to sure. that part of the community being raised and right. this part of the community being raised. Right. And my family seems to be the, the, the culmination of what it can be. Sure. Like uh, all seven of us went to college. You know, my oldest sister was an anesthesiologist and you know, my sister Angela, yes. she's a bank exec. Amazing. My, you know, my sister Sheila is a teacher in Maryland. My, my brother wow. Fred is the head of the history department at Morehouse college. Wow. And my brother, my brother, Mike's a, my brother, Mike's a businessman in painting. And uh, my brother Herman is the same. He's a contractor in the DC area. Owns companies of contracting companies. So What's your all. mother's name? Francis. We love Herman and Francis. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. A, what a great combination, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we were just talking about Scott and Debbie, mm-hmm. what they've done with those three boys, yeah. Maverick, Brock, Francis. and uh, Royce, you know, so yeah, absolutely. Francis was like, you really understand, and, you know, which is kind of tried. My mother passed a year and a half ago, oh, and she, uh, and what I understand is taking care of a house by myself. Yeah. <laughs> is, and I realized, like, she, she was did. very successful in what she did. She was yeah. a great teacher. She used to, teach uh, spelling bee champions okay in the Akron and East Cleveland area wow and then she sacrificed her career to raise us because Shaker was new we were the first sure. black family on our street we were wow. one of the early black families that yeah. really weren't Shaker doing you know what they my mother understood she needed to be around because right. there's a transition from the old Shaker Teachers yep. and law enforcement, et cetera, yeah. into the new, and then there's there's and you experience some of that exactly. Right? And before so you before you get into that, I I, I want to tell you that Beachwood too, you know there there's this gallery success, and I've been honored to be in it. And the the big thing that they want is to graduate entrepreneurs with social conscience. Mm. So I like that. I like that, and I think this is what Shaker's trying to trying to talk about too. Yeah, my yeah. niece graduated from uh, Beachwood and helped them win their track cha- track state championship. That's right. Yes, me, That's and, right. me and Knight. So yeah, you know, and wow, she I'm was pretty... a heck of a athlete. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. at Penn now. So fantastic. She's at Penn. Hopefully, I can get her back and working on the campaign a little bit. Yes, right. <laughs> so. She's she's definitely a talent. No yeah, question yeah, about yeah. it. But let's talk about that transition between yeah. you know the old guard mm-hmm. of the you know the mm-hmm. the, the Shaker police force yeah, yeah, the yeah. Shaker. Uh, uh, teaching mm-hmm. system, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you were right in the middle of that transition, yes. right? So yes. just talk about a little bit about what that meant um, to you. When it, it, as a kid who was very active in the neighborhood, like, sure. you know, I, I got out and yeah. when, when the sun was up, I went and ate my bowl of Frost Flakes and got on my bike and I was gone. Right. <laughs> you know, right. till the sun uh, came down, yeah, right? Then, yeah. I would take a, a, a lunch break at uh, where my mother had a nice uh kosher bologna sandwich ready for me oh, at the wow. Howard's kosher like you know coincidentally next door used to be a kosher market yes. that my dad used to go to okay and uh <laughs> I love that and yeah I remember got good going meats, in there man. yeah you my dad we, meats, we, we, we I've been eating kosher since I've been <laughs> and it's kind of crazy <laughs> That's but wild. uh yeah so uh but yeah that was my break at noon I Make a kosher bologna sandwich part of the meat it. store next door, yeah. and then uh, now then back to Lomont Elementary, back in the plant. Sure, yeah, Lomont. But, uh, yeah. but within those, a lot of times was um, when it came to education. I was non uh, I was too smart for my own good at times, and I noticed that yeah. with kids I coach. Yeah. So, you know, I remember being 
I really tested really well in math. So what they would okay. do is they would put me in the hall to do math with a couple other yeah. kids. And I would kind of be like, oh, I'm out here with the nerds, I guess. And, yeah, right, right. and I would either do it my math so fast to get back in the classroom. Yeah, right, hang right. out with my to buddies. be with my guys, with. yeah. So yeah. My or then it got to a point where I was like, oh, I don't want to do the work anymore. And then it just, I didn't really understand that value. Okay. But when you're eight, nine, ten, I mean, how do you understand it? Exactly. I mean, my right. mother would keep expressing it and they mm -hmm. would always do it. And I did well in school, but I could have done better. Like I could have right. focused and really understood like, you know what? I got to do this. I got to, but I had a lot of things. Like I was a social kid. I was good at baseball. I was sure. good at a little bit of everything. Right. So I, so they were more well interested. Yeah. Yeah. Well-rounded. Yeah. Right. But yeah, Renaissance but, man. Yeah, there you well, go. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but when it comes to like the law enforcement transition was, mm -hmm. I remember there was this one old school law, this old school uh, officer who yeah. we all kind of knew, and he just kind he just constantly bothered the black kid. Like he always yeah. was honest. Yeah. And I remember being up at elementary school, and he uh, he came up, pulled up onto the playground. It was very weird. Like he yeah. came, he pulled through this fence that was on the playground with his car, oh, and he God. started checking bikes. Like oh, checking wow. people's bikes. Wow. And and we're all neighborhood kids and he just would check if we had our uh, license, if there was like a license on in this thing. Yeah. And he saw like yeah, yeah. my you know This is a little bit level yeah. higher level of scrutiny. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, 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 so yeah. we're uh so I'm in I'm just in there and then what I did he he took up my bike. I don't have a license for it because it was I was good at putting bikes together. So it would just mm -hmm. be parts in my garage and I'd put a bike yeah. together and sure. it was mine, sure. right? Yeah, that's right. But then, you know, I remember he, he took my bike because it wasn't registered. It wasn't registered license. And, oh, and when he... That'd and break then, your heart. Yes. And then what happened was the frame was one of my brother's, one of my brother's friend, you know, mm -hmm. bike right. that yeah. was left in there. Right. And he was just right. like, so I remember he called and was like, he must have called law enforcement and said, give that dude his bike back. And then I had to get oh license. Oh my gosh. And I got that back. And I just remember... Another time that officer now tried that's to, some hoops know. to jump through. Oh right? my yeah, goodness gracious! Yeah. For a little kid, how get... old were you? I was nine, ten. Oh man, yeah, yeah it that, was, that it kind was, of uh, probably and, 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 yes, in your mouth. And you yeah. need a bike if, if you're. Yeah, you have to have a bike if you're a part of our group. You yes, know, yes, like, yes. But yeah, so it just so from that. So point, we get rid of him. Yeah, how was it? So eventually, so what happened? Eventually, my so it came full circle. Right, my. Senior year in high school, I'm mm -hmm. studying for government, like a government exam, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm. I remember I was coming from. Uh, we had these twin sisters named the Greenspans, okay. and, I, and I remember they lived up on, they lived up on uh, Shaker Boulevard, mm -hmm. and I was really good in history, like I really. Okay. So they were like, "Well, you come by." Yeah, we are, we are kindred spirits. Yeah. I have a master's in history yeah. from John Carroll. I love history. Yeah. So, so we were, yeah. so we were studying. We were studying for a history exam. I mean, so we're starting, and I just remember leaving. Got a stack of books. I have my Shaker Letterman right. jacket, and I'm yeah. pulling over by Shaker Letterman Country. jacket. Yeah, sure, yeah. So I'm pulling over by Shaker Country Club, and yeah. then I just remember I did. There's like Torrington. There's like an easy way to do a rolling stop. You just yeah, go, yeah. and I yeah. just get pulled over for a rolling stop. And yeah, I remember. I remember seeing him come out. I'm just like, oh, oh boy. I remember. Uh, we all knew what he looked like, and it just yeah. turned into like. Hey, do you have any weapons in this? I'm like, oh, I have wow. a stack of books and letterman's jacket <laughs> on, you know, and he pulls me yeah. out. In between my physics and yeah, my history. All the and that was the first time I went through that process of like being, you right. know, kind of just being a little bit harassed. It just was just, it was weird. I was just like, wait, he didn't see that I have a stack of books and a letterman's jacket right. on. Right. And, you know, 
And I was I was small too at that. You know, I weighed one hundred twenty five. I, I wasn't yeah. like a big intimidating kid or right, nothing. Right. And right. me being sixteen, I looked fourteen. I looked yeah. young for my age too. So I'm like, yeah. where's like, the license? <laughs> yeah, like where that should have been more of the yeah, question. Exactly you, right. Yeah. Do you, oh, you just steal your dad's car or something? Yeah, yeah. So as as he and you know as we found out that he was gone. Yeah. You know, there was a shift. You start seeing more African-Americans sure. in the law enforcement there. And sure. I got to know a lot of them. And then when right. I get into coaching, you meet these guys because they're working games and things oh, like that. Oh, God, yeah. One but of my best that, friends is Donnie Ferris. God rest his soul, mm. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, uh, Arab-American. And he mm -hmm. was fantastic, some of the stories he told us. And he yeah, was, you know. he was a great official, too. He was a great official. Yeah, what a story, right? Yeah, I remember. I think I got the Don Ferris Award at one of the Cleveland. I'm sure you did. Like, I helped the, start that. Yeah, 1996. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, it was some, maybe like, out of college. There was something sure. that I got. Yeah, yeah we still give those away. I'm, I'm yeah. the president of the GCWC. Away, and we just gave this, I think we gave the Don Ferris to Sal Perrine. Oh, great. Paul Perrine's, yeah. Son, yeah. Yeah, and I helped, uh, yeah, helped that process. Yeah, I've worked with, with Perrine as well. That's He's a, terrific. Yeah, yeah. Great. So let's get back to this and, and kind of put a little bit of a bow on it. Yeah. How, how was the socialization for you as a high school student? you know, at Shaker, what was that like? Well, it, it seemed that the thing that was good about it is mm -hmm. that kids were from neighborhoods. They were from like, we, we grew up together. Yeah. Like, so that's what I experienced. And then yeah. we learned, yeah. we, then when we got to middle school slash junior high, cause yeah. Shaker, you know, Shaker middle school was the first year called Shaker middle school. The first year I was in seventh grade. Right. And then <clears> you meet <throat> kids from other Areas, but you might have known them because of Shaker Boys League or something sure. like that. Yeah. And then after middle school, you know. But then when you get into high school, you just now you just know the older brothers. Was it and still like that. Uh, Was it still um, Byron and uh, that, that, no? They got rid of that. We were the first year where we had no Byrons. Yeah, it, no, we were at Byron, which okay. was take quote unquote Shaker Middle School, yeah. and there was no Woodbury anymore. Woodbury, right? Okay. So they kept the building, but it was like it was still used for the swim team was there. Gotcha. And that's where our wrestling team practiced. Right. right. And who was your head coach? Uh, Dave Semmack. Great guy. Yeah. Yeah. He coached over at Beachwood. He was mm -hmm. a football coach as well. And um, great guy. Yeah. I mean, just a great talk, guy. Talk Obviously about being ahead of the game. He was ahead of the game. He told me, he said, Will, you, when you don't have, when your team is like, Beachwood had non-traditional football, you know. Sure. Back. So um, he said, what you do is you put your best athlete at quarterback. Perfect, and he was, yeah. and then that's Perfect. when the Creole brothers. Oh and God, the, and yeah. Well, the, you had you had James Oliver, who yeah. was phenomenal, or and Jeff Oliver, Jeff yeah. Oliver, uh, and then you had Greg Eisenberg, mm -hmm. okay, and mm -hmm. then you had uh, Creole. Creole. I mean, you know, you and, went yeah. on and on and on, yeah, quarterback said, after quarterback, and, and, and then no one thought that way. Like yeah. he's like, you don't put your best athlete at quarterback so <laughs> if fun. you have a team, or if you know, if you can't put together the traditional yeah. offensive line that Beachwood probably couldn't put together yeah. that you need, well, or maybe that. Uh, uh, I feel you. I played center on the football team. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Five seven one fifty. Yeah, so good way. Yeah, yeah. But now it was the Stone Age. It was a long time before you. But yeah. no, I know what you're saying. No, Beecher yeah. didn't have the, uh, the 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 volume of people there. But so so what was said? What was what was special about Sedmac for you as an athlete? Well, what he, what he could what he was good at. He was very organized. Okay. And very professional. Like he really yeah. he you really saw that he was like he would. Like you said, he'd be on time. He was on time or early. He yeah. he expected certain things from us, but he right. he was accountable too. Like I never sure. looked at him like, well, well, he's not doing or he can't do. It. Like right. there were th like, like don't he, smoke, but I'm smoking exactly. Yeah, 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 or, yeah. or don't yeah. So he was very professional and and he 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 was fair to me and fair to. But at the end of the day, you he still wanted to win. Sure, and he wanted 
the you know best people in the lineup. Meritocracy is like that. that, and that's yeah. what that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And uh, and as long as I felt he was fair, there's some people. T- I mean, no one loves every head coach. No one loves every. You know, there's always going to be someone yeah. bitter about they crucified the crucified Christ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. So um, so yeah, it was yeah. once again he he definitely cared a lot about about me and and my success. And I remember he um, remember he would. Uh, the reason why I got into Greco was he knew my career wasn't over. Okay. And he gave me the pamphlet to try and make the national team. And I just always remember uh, going to trial for the Greco, the Ohio Greco Roman national team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he would do all sorts of, and I wound up making that team. That's but, right. And then yeah. but he would also, uh, you know, he's constantly trying to push me. Like I remember he gave me a pamphlet my sophomore year to Harvey. He said, fill this out. You know, yeah. your family's smart, you, can, you know, and I yeah. remember filling out that. And then and I remember there was a reference to the Naval Academy that I was wow. looking into because we needed to, yeah. but, but you needed a congress, congressman to sponsor you, okay. which we would have better do because my brother yeah. was a congressional page under Louis Stokes. Oh, wow. Well, the famous. Yes. Yeah, long-term. Yeah. Yeah, so. uh, and brother of Carl. Yeah. yeah yes, sir. Yes, sir. During the very mo- tumultuous years yes, of yes. the 60s. Yes, my goodness sir. gracious. Yes, sir. You talk about trailblazing family. Wow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Stoke family. Holy yeah. cow. I am um, corresponding with one of the family members in, at the beginning of this process. Yeah. And, uh, you know, got got a lot of information from, from him. And, okay. uh, but yeah, it, it's, you know, you see a coach, he, he someone like Seth Mack, he, he wanted, he understood I was going to go to college. He knew sure. I want, and wrestling yeah. would help facilitate that as well. Yes. Or it could. And uh, he worked you know, hard to turn him in. Uh, Urbis, I had Urbis in The Legend, right? Okay. And he said that Ferguson said two things, but the most important thing about this conversation is use the sport, don't let the sport use you. And that's what I try and tell people to now. Yeah. I try and tell people to do now. Right. I, um, I, I say don't. And, and it, I get it. There's some people that they get all in. If you want to be a D1 All-American national champ, there's a whole different lifestyle you have to live. Oh, it's a full-time job. It's a whole different lifestyle. Full-time job, yeah. And some people are born to do it. Some people can become that person right. to some degree. But if you're not that person at all, you have to think a little different way. Yeah. If you still want to compete, you still want to do, okay. You have to and have get a rich little, experience yeah. of the process, yes, right? You yeah. have to be a little honest with yourself at times, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, but it's a tough, that's a tough balance. Cause you think like, uh, do yeah. I, am yeah. I this person? Am I not like, it's tough yeah. cause you yeah. want to, well, you're you a competitor you're, and you're, yeah, competitor. Yeah, you're a competitor. So, but, um, yeah. but you see a lot of, a lot of times in college, you see just people finally get honest with themselves. Right. And that's what D2 and D3 is for, yeah. I think to yeah. some degree. Right. Yeah. You know what and I mean? So I, I wish more kids would take advantage of that. I know. And, I love the uh, program at Carroll. I love it. I do too. I love it. I, I love it at Case. I yeah, love it. I love it. You here. know, I love it at Mountain Union. I've had all those guys in. Yeah. They're, they're they're terrific human beings yeah. and great coaches. Yeah. You know, so like like all three of the all three of those programs. Oh my god, really fantastic, fantastic, and the Baldwin Walls too. You know, yeah. so um, we're going to take a break. Well, yeah, great first segment, uh, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about your college career and what you're doing now all uh, right. moving forward. Uh, we'll be right back with Will Knight from the Shaker Red Raiders uh, after this break. This is Coach Cimarroni. So our producer, Maverick Peters' dad, Scott Peters, was a heck of a high school wrestler, and he wrestled every day with the same guy, and they both made the state tournament. That guy was Jack Coslin. He's the owner of ServPro of Beachwood. ServPro of Beachwood is the industry leader in flood and fire cleanup and restoration, and they serve all of Northeast Ohio. 
but they're also short of staff. They're looking for team members. And if you're willing to work hard and help homeowners and businesses get their lives back in order and work with a former state qualifier, seek out ServPro of Beachwood. They will provide training, support, and of course, benefits. So if you're looking for that good entry-level position, seek Jack Coslin, the owner of ServPro of Beachwood at ServProofBeachwood.com. Jack Coslin, thank you. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com. In the midst of our current health crisis, we at Blood Time want to thank Guy and Gus Seiko and the team at Defense Soap as a beacon of our protection. Body wipes, skin cleansers, bars of soap, shower gels, and disinfectant tablets. All this and more as Defense Soap is on the front line of our protection. Thanks to the Seiko family and their team at Defense Soap. Check them out for all your protection needs during these precarious times. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com This is Coach Cimarroni. I trust you are well and about to emerge after this most challenging of years. In all that we have collectively been through, we can still find that silver lining. That said, it is my pleasure and honor to announce a rekindling and reconnection to my long time and good friends at the Montrose Auto Group. Mike Thompson, Chris Mills, and the incredible staff at Montrose Westside have afforded me and Razor, my company, an opportunity to present the outstanding lineup of high-quality vehicles in their stable. Jaguars, Range Rovers, Volvos, and a bevy of high-quality pre-owned vehicles are at our and your disposal. I look forward to being of service to you and your family, friends, company, and associates at your request and direction. Let's get together soon to discover how we may be a solution to your driving requirements and desires. Thanks so much and talk soon. This is Coach Cimarroni for the Montrose Auto Group's West Side Store. And we're back with Will Knight. Uh, Will, uh, great first segment. I want to talk a little bit about now you get into college, you're at Ohio State, the Ohio State University, and you're wrestling with some amazing human beings. Uh, I mean, national champs and, you know, it's it's a, I think uh, Hellickson's still there as the head coach. He, no. Yeah, he he was there. He is not there. I mean, he's, no, he's not. No, yeah, yeah. Right. But he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he had just just got the job a couple of years prior. Okay, I mean, he was. I think he got in '87. Okay, I want to say. Okay, and um, because then Cole Mark Coleman transferred. Sure. And then that was his first national champion '88. Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, well, I I don't know if the Scove brothers was Russ's, but I know. I want to say, but yeah, Jude and the, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then they can 87 was scope. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah. And we, um, but my, uh, I was a tryout walk on. Okay. And, uh, most people, you know, like I was trying to figure out where I wanted to go to college and right. I went to, I, I went four for four of my applications. I applied to OU, uh-huh. mine of Ohio, right. uh, uh, Michigan and okay. Ohio State. Okay. And, um, and you know, back in the day, you had a reach and you had a safety, right? No <laughs> That's what they always oh, say. Oh, yeah. So Michigan was yeah, my yeah, reach yeah. and I got it. They had a. Uh, well, Miami, what a Miami's, school, right? Yeah. yeah. And then I reached out to all those wrestling coaches and no yeah. one got back to me. Oh, wow. And, um, and I was just trying to figure out where I wanted to go. Sure. And, and Michigan had called me the administration. And it's then, interesting because, you know, Michigan had 
our Cleveland boy, Joe McFarland, mm-hmm. and Miami yeah. had Chuck Angelo, yeah, which yeah, another yeah. Cleveland boy. You know, the so. Angelo thing, I was prepared to go to Miami if he had gotten back to me. That gotcha. seemed like a, a We sent a, a lot fit. of guys down there. Yeah. You know, yeah. we had sent mm-hmm. Ryan Peters, Aaron yeah, Grossman, Pete, yeah. uh, yeah, you yeah. know, Brian Zide, all those and guys. And Pete Nathanson went oh, there. Oh, Pete, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I was, um, I was, you know, looking to, because I just knew I wasn't done wrestling. Mm-hmm. So um, just uh, after I found out what Michigan cost, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I um, I, Big just, number. I settled on going to Ohio State. Gotcha. So my mother, I'm be, I'm being I'm the youngest of seven, and my mother always wanted someone to go to Ohio State. Yeah, be a Buckeye. And sure. they, they thought my you know she thought my sister Angela was gonna go. Okay, and uh, but wound up being me, and okay. I, I went and uh, tried out. Like I had to uh, pretty much. I, I the very first day of school. Yeah, <laughs> I take a poli sci class, poli sci two hundred. I don't know what I. Yeah, what the, were you I was doing, doing right, taking right, right, too. Right, right, that right. was the shaker arrogance in me. Okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, yeah, we're, yeah we're smart. Yeah, we're coming down that. here. So I got that poli side two, <laughs> yeah, poli side two hundred. Right, and then, uh, but you know, I'm, I come in, I, you know, I'm wearing my day one, day one of school clothes, gotcha. and, uh, gotcha. and then Kevin Randleman walks into class. Oh boy, and he walks in. He's wearing the total opposite of what I'm wearing. He's wearing a string tank top. Yeah, and like some tight. Shorts oh, wow. and walks in. Yeah, and he's, and he's, and he's Randleman. Yeah, and he's Randleman. <laughs> yeah. And he just came off of being the national runner-up. Sure. Yeah. So this is the fall of, you know, he got pinned in the national finals. Yeah. And um, when, and I see him, I'm like, all right, oh, it's yeah. Randleman. Let me. Yeah. So then when I, um, at the end of class, but it's funny, he sat in the front of the class. He sat oh, right wow. in the front. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, then he, yeah, yeah. and then when uh, we get out of class, I kind of hustled to get up to him. I'm like, hey, hey man, you uh, you came around. Like, I, hey. I remember he's like, and he's like, hey, I'm with. He's like, I know who you are. I'm like, uh-huh. I said, I said, he said, yeah, you beat my cousin at Brexville. Uh-huh. And I beat his cousin in the, in the semifinals at Brexville tournament. I love that. My, that, my junior year, I like yeah. upset. I pulled an upset on it. I love it. And then, uh, yeah. And Random was there. I didn't, you know, yeah, didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then from that point, I said, yeah, you know, I'm trying to walk on. He's like, he's like, what? You, you ain't going to be on this team? I said, well, you know, I've tried to talk to the head coach. I don't know right, what it is. Right, and right. He said, he's like, come with me. So, uh, oh, man. But, uh, oh, well, I would start with the first part where I messed this up, where I said, you know, maybe come here. I said, I was watching the national finals and I saw you wrestling. He's like, I don't know if language he said. Yeah. He's like, that shit ain't going to happen again because he got, he got pinned, right? That's and right. I remember he looked at me. I was like, all right, man. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So then I, uh, so when I, uh, so he's like, come with me. So yeah, he takes yeah. me to St. John's Arena. Okay. And we go into the bowels. I'm like, oh, how do right. you get to just go in this place or whatever? So right. we go in this training room. He takes me into St. John's yeah. basketball teams, practicing. He's waving at like Jimmy yeah. Jackson. Like it's like oh, it's wow. kind of crazy. Like yeah, he's like yeah, such yeah. a rock star. I'm like, you're a wrestler. Yeah. And you're a rock. He is a rock star. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go in there and they had this uh, in the training room. They had this machine called the Ubi. Okay. Which is like an arm, a bike for your arms. Sure. And yeah. 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 Resist- and yeah. it is the toughest workout. Yep. Ever right, it's like so rowing. They, they do it. They do a ten minute workout. On the, yeah. He said, "All right, you got to do this ten minute workout with me." Mind you, I have like a button down t shirt, oh, um, button so down funny. shirt. Yeah, I'm dressed yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're he puts me through this, yeah. te- and I'm going through this ten minute workout. And you couldn't the line. You couldn't drop before this line. He's like, "You stop on this line. Yeah, you're <laughs> starting over again." And this, so this is the hardest workout I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And then after I'm done, I'm soaked in sweat. Oh my god. In my like 
dress clothes. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to talk to Russ for you. Oh, and then he leaves. <laughs> and I'm in November. It's like, what? And then, I just, the, so, I just go so through, then, right? So then, you know, after that, I just start. I never heard from him again. He, like, oh, dropped that funny. class. <laughs> like, oh, I see, so then we're, uh, so then you had to, I had to get ready for the how open. And yeah. every freshman was just like, man, what are you doing this for? You're going to lose. You're going right. to get everyone. Because everyone's telling them, like, it is the toughest preseason tournament. Yeah, um, it everyone is. Run. And I had to have some sort of show and have a sure. chance going. Yeah. So, uh, so when I get there, I remember Dave Range was coaching me. Oh my! And then I was, uh, and then I'm like, I just kind of start winning matches there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets to a point where then I wrestle Jay Michael. Mm. Now I just remember, uh, Jay Michael, like Jim Jordan was coaching Jay Michael. Yeah. And then and then and then Dave Range was coaching me. And mm. then I had, I was kind of, I had Jay Michael on the road. He was a scholarship athlete. I had Jay Michael on the ropes, and this, yeah. I just remember at the end of that. Jim came up to me like, man, you know, it looks yeah. like we're going to put you on the team. Oh, you know, wow. I was like, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. But yeah. I still want to eliminate. That was my first. I get and then it. I, and then I kept winning some matches. And then at the end I lose to Pat birdies from Menor stud in the match yeah. before placing. I always remember it was at my yeah. Ohio. Yeah. And then the only other people like Charlie Beck's made it one other round further. Wow. wow. And it was me. Like even Jay Michael had lost and lost. Like I wound up making it further in that, like I was two matches from place and gotcha. And then all the other friends were oh and two, one and two. And yeah, I was still in the out. mix. Yeah. yeah, 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 I, yeah and yeah, I had yeah. so that the eyes were open. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and at that point, yeah. Then they, they let me on the team and I was able to start in the winter quarter. Right. After right. yeah, everything, right. everything. Right. And so you had a career there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, yeah. you made the national a couple times, right? Uh, yeah, I made a national tournament my senior year. I okay. was ranked uh, you know, top ten in the country. Okay. I was third in the big ten my senior year, but my uh Richard sophomore year, I was bouncing around a lineup. I was trying to find well, find I think my you space. Wrestled yeah. heavyweight one. Night. I wrestled. Well, I wrestled one ninety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wrestled. You're uh, not a one ninety brother. No, not at all. I wrestled God eight bless. of the. I wrestled eight of the ten ten uh, weight classes I'll be that done. year. I'll be done. Um, eight of the ten in my in my career, but I wrestled. Yeah. Uh, Five weight classes that season. Wow. That year. I wow. you know I cut. Where, to, I you cut, talk about next man up. You're, yeah, you're the next man up. Yeah, I, we. Yeah. I cut to 34. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, I remember. I, I don't really remember that day as much. I, it was so crazy how much weight I cut. Yeah. And how like I'm mind well, you I'm can't six do that foot. anymore. Yeah. yeah. No, you yeah, can't yeah, at all. No, no. And I remember I wrestled. I wrestled uh, Dan Carcelli at Cleveland State, and and that is one match I don't remember anything about. I don't remember that day. I yeah. still don't remember recovering. Yeah. Then I wrestled 142 at the Ohio Open. Okay. Then we uh, didn't wrestle anything at 150, but then I traveled with the team as a backup right. to Oregon. Okay. We had this team over winter. We had yeah. this thing yeah. over winter break. Yeah. And Mitch Clark was a freshman on the team. Oh sure, yeah. And uh, just talked to but, him. But, yeah, yeah, but then what happened yeah. was he became ineligible. Okay. So I remember I wrestled 158 in an event there. Wow. And then wow. and then with uh, Mitch Clark becoming ineligible, we came back with a 160 a spot at 167. Holy cow. So then when I came back I was the starting 67 pounder. Oh my god. <laughs> so you so you were eating, man. <laughs> you oh were eating goodness like gracious. No yeah, thing. and I kind of finally grew into like I got over yeah. trying to be a weight cutter like that. Yeah. And then I uh What are you walking around with right now? Probably 170, between 175, yeah, 180. Uh, yeah, you look lean and mean, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? So you look lean and mean, man. So um, so that's your, that's, that's your experience there. And, and was it a, was there a positive there that 
that you took that said, you know what, I can do this stuff. I can. And then what did you take with it? You know, from, from that experience? What I, what I learned, what I fell in love with was, was the brotherhood of, yes. of, of the guys that I met. You meet people from so many different places. Right. You know, you know I have friends from West Virginia and like you mentioned, Ms. Clark from upstate New York right. and then Nick Nutter from Medina. Yep. And then like my buddy, Eric Smith from, from Dayton. And sure. maybe, like, you just meet these different people from different places yeah. and you just see how, how different everyone grew up. But then the one thing you, you, you guys just wrestle together and you bleed right. together and, right. and you, you sweat together. Yeah. And, uh, and that's the age that, you know, you're growing into your manhood and yeah. doing it with some other hardworking people. And, you know, those relationships I have forever. Sure. And I wouldn't trade any of that experience for, for the world. That's, that's a, that's a fantastic, poignant, right. To you and and to us yeah. as 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 athletes, but also just as people. Yeah. Was there somebody special? You know, was there somebody somebody that said something to you or did something to you that just stood out and said, "Man, that that's that's wild. That's that's something." It's a combination of a lot. Like it's right. it's a lot more because I understood. When my, like my dad, I used to always want to be a pro baseball player. Like, okay. Like I grew up in that. And yeah. my dad would just tell me like, look, I grew up Willie Mays. Like, yeah, yeah. he's like, yeah. and he's, and he's like, he was the greatest athlete he's ever been around. Like, sure. he, and he right. just like, yeah. and at the end of the day, my dad was like, pretty much you're not that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's a pretty high bar dad. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's yeah. like. One of the top five of all time. Yeah. yeah. But, but it, but you, but when you, but I remember being on the varsity team and being in that lineup and mm-hmm. then, um, Russ speaking really well of me at one of our banquets and my dad really understand. Like he's like Russ Hellickson. Okay. Gotcha. And he is, you know, he kind of saying, he looked at me as a son and things like that. And my sure. dad really, and my dad was never a person that would be like, I need another man to be a father figure to me. Right. Like right, he, you right. know, like just my dad, don't, don't do any harm to my kid. Exactly. Don't tear down anything. I have three I've older brothers yeah. and, and a very, you know, and my father was there, you know, right. it, like it right. was a, so I didn't need a father figure particularly. Yeah. yeah. But my dad appreciated that. Sure. That he knew this man was going to, you know, that, that this guy, that he had someone that he felt could look right. out after us. Right. And then also that, you know, when my dad would also during the summer kind of brag on, be like, yeah, my son Russell's at the house. Right. That seems, and I never really looked at it that way. Cause like yeah. I said, when we talked about our fathers, like they don't yeah. give praise on things, but then I started to realize like, no, wow, my no, dad. They wanted really, to pull it back to yeah, keep you humble. Exactly. Right? Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. him real him realizing that like, yeah. wow, that was really special hearing him talk about. Right. Like almost brag about him. Like, yeah, yeah he wrestled. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. even, I was like, wow, I guess yeah. it is. So looking back, I really appreciate so there's his that. love for you, man. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. and that's a beautiful thing. Right? Yeah. And so that's your blood time moment, maybe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. it was always through your life. Mm-hmm. So maybe you didn't need a moment. You just had it. Yeah. The whole and time, you know, and, and with that transformation now as a, as a fully formed adult, right. Yeah. You, you've made some, some real determinations in the last couple of months yeah. to run for Congress. Yes. And that's a special mission. Yes, it is. So tell us a little bit about what motivated you to do that and what do you want to do with it once you win? Well, what I understood was uh, we're going through a process with a a legal issue with Ohio State and we had an inappropriate doctor. And then reaching out to the politicians that we've known and some we don't know and you see how some just sort of turn their back on us. Wow. And But one, this one, uh, my state rep, just spoke with me once and she said, 
She's the only one that talked to me. And she said, well, Will, government's supposed to work for you, not against you. Yes. And that yes. stuck with me. Yeah. And then when I found that the seat was being vacated, uh -huh. and then they were talking about the, inevitab the inevitability of some candidates. Right. It's going right. to be either this person who's known that has Bernie money, or it's going to be this person who the establishment Dems yeah. are behind. Yeah. And I just said, you know what, F that. Yeah, I said I that, and, and I it said, doesn't you make know you what? sick to your stomach. Yeah, that they yeah. just said, and I yeah. said, this seat, like, go go home. Yeah, yeah this yeah. seat is so historic, yeah. so important. Sure, and the right person needs to represent this area. Right, and it's just not a certain part of this area. This whole area. Yes, and I knew that I could do that. Right, I believe I can represent the people of Seven Hills and the people of Euclid. I agree, or the people who live in Gordon Square, or the people who live in Bath. Right, and right. and so that is what. I just said, you know what? I believe I'm the person for this seat. It is a it is a definitely diverse and dynamic footprint that you're going to be representing. No yeah. question about it. And that's yeah. and it's going to take thoughtful leadership. Mm -hmm. Not only thoughtful leadership, but solution oriented. Yeah. And and a person that can reach across to the opposite side and say, let's work together. Yes, like I I think like that on a regular, mm -hmm. and I I think like that as a coach to try and sure really figure out. Because how to get kids to maximize their talent. And then yeah. at the end, sometimes you look and say, okay, that's as far as I can have taken yeah. this kid. So I, I, I take Because you got to have somebody willing to listen, right? Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? You, know, so you, you can't force somebody to be a state champ. They no. got to want to be, right? No. And then they got to put the and work then, in. And then you got to be then, lucky. Boy, and look, let's be, go. Absolutely. And you almost yeah. got to be born that person. Sure. It, it's sure. a lot being, you know, yeah. dealing with some of the people that I've, I've worked with. Yeah. And, uh, but. But I take a really, I take pride in the diversity in, of the people that I know and have relationships with, and being able to really communicate with people and listen, yeah. because a lot of people aren't listening right now, right? And people are just waiting to talk or they're, talking. And, or they're at waiting. People. They're waiting for that one thing to say that then you're then you're completely cut off. Mm -hmm. And you know it's amazing, right? Yeah. You can have this in forty year body of work, and you say once. Still, silly yeah. thing that could be benign yeah. 10 days ago, yeah. but became a match point today yeah. and you're done. You and know, they, it's crazy. They always say that, you know, you, you build a lifetime creating, you know, developing a, a reputation. Right. And then in one instant, one minute, you can destroy all of it. Exactly. Right. right. I told that to one of my kids who mm -hmm. got like something like you might have like hit a fire alarm at a wrestling tournament sure. and then yeah. turned into this thing. Right. Right. And I was like, wow. A lot of people really loved you as a guy, but now you have this little thing about yeah, yourself. This like, is, you're is that he, guy. You're that yeah, guy. You're that guy, the file so, alarm guy. So yeah, I wanted to tell yeah, you, I'm like, yeah. so don't be that guy. All the way up until that point, yeah. people were like, you're the great, like, man, he's a great kid. He's a great yeah, kid. Yeah. Now there's a little morsel that you yeah. gave them. There's a pink flag going up. Yeah. yeah it's like, yeah, man, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. it may tie to, you know, yeah. those things, and those things tie to you. And it takes, a, it takes 10 times the work to get rid of that. Right. Exactly. It's so weird. Exactly. I mean, we are, we're a speed, we're, mm. we're a fascinating species. We are, are we, not? we We definitely build <laughs> yeah, up and then yeah. we tear down and yeah, we, we tear like down. the comeback story. Sure. So I've always, you know, that's why I, I'm not trying to pretend that I'm a perfect human being. Yeah. Who is I'm never right? going to, I'm not going to say that I have all the answers because right. I don't. Gotcha. And if, anyone who says they have all the answers run. Exactly. <laughs> Cause they don't. So, yeah. so you yeah. know, I'm not going to pretend to be the smartest person in the room, but gotcha but I'm going to keep smart people around me to help me out. Good stuff. You know, yeah. and, uh, you know, that is going to be a collaborative effort for, for this whole district to, for us to turn this thing around. Well, you know, Will, that's why I really love what you're all about, you know, and I've always admired you from afar, 
as an athlete and also as a coach now friendly you know friendly competitor um and and so i think what you're saying really makes a lot of sense particularly for today we need solutions and we need to reach across the aisle and work together because we're all americans yeah it doesn't matter what prefix we have it ends with american yeah you know what i mean so um that said we like to end our segments particularly coming out of this insane year we've gone yeah. through right uh, the tough year. I just interviewed my my three captains, you know, and what the I want to memorialize what they went through, yeah. right? As as athletes and as seniors, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to leave the audience with two things: word of encouragement and a word of inspiration mm-hmm. from your mind and your heart. As hard as you think you may have it, someone does have it worse, and then it's it's sure. very it's very obvious, but we tend to forget that. Sure. But at the end of the day whatever you're going through for the most part, you just got to get up and keep moving forward Yeah, as hard as that is. Like the last three years, I wouldn't wish my last three years on anybody. Okay. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't trade it in either. Like, yeah. you know, both my parents passed and my sister passed and we have this oh. huge lawsuit with Ohio state and yeah. a lot of things going on. And it's very straight. And we're trying to coach in COVID. Yeah. But I'm still here. Yeah, you are. I'm still pushing forward. I'm going to fight for people. I'm always going to fight for people and fight for my kids. I'm going to fight for, you know, my wrestlers. I'm going to fight for my friends. Right. I'm going to try and help people best I can. Right. At the end of the day, I'm not perfect. Right. And no one is, but we all should just be trying to work to make things better together if we can. Yeah. And, um, and I believe that we can get to a better space again if we just start listening to each other. Yeah. And uh, also if we can, and if people are willing to take some of the criticism, but also look in the know, mirror. Yeah. Look, look in, the mirror. in the mirror. That's look what wrestling does, right? We yeah. have to look in the mirror. Cause if we don't, we're an honest sport, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's nowhere to hide, you no, know, it you really know? isn't. And it's based on mirror. It really isn't. You know? so. so once again, yeah, I just, you could, we could probably get back to something, but you know, this, this reckoning, we needed it. Sure. We needed to, we needed to tear some of this down. Yeah. And then so we it can build it It was a slap in the face, man. Yeah. But it woke us up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes like when you get cuffed before you go out on the mat, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, exactly. and they do well. Exactly. <laughs> and I've done that right. for, to a number of kids, but, uh, well, Will, I, I really appreciate this. Oh, I really appreciate no problem, you man. coming in. So. No problem anytime. Well, well, we just had a great interview with Will Knight, businessman, coach, and now candidate for the 11th Congressional District for the U.S. Congress. Will Knight, thanks so much. Oh, thank you, Pete. Thanks this is Coach me. Cimarroni with Will Knight. We are all blood, love to all, blood time, Coach Cimarroni. Hey, have you ever wondered how the ultra-wealthy grow their real estate portfolio so fast and furious? Have you ever heard of the infinite banking concept? Learn how you can become your own bank and build out your own real estate portfolio like the pros like the ultra-wealthy. Call Ed Knezovich or Ryan Miller at Next Level Continuing Education at 614-648-2440. Learn how to purchase investment real estate without spending a dollar of your own capital through Next Level Continuing Education. 614-648-2440. This is Dominic Abinator. You've just heard another episode of the Blood Time Podcast. Check out more at maverickpodcasting.com. Don't you know that you're a grown up?
I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Right.